Yeah, yeah. We if we're gonna be telling stories, we gotta we gotta be recording. We gotta we gotta capture that. So, and I would yeah. I really would like to talk more. Like, if, if you're down to do like just talking yeah. about hunting sometimes, yeah, let's yeah. share stories and got a few. Whether, you do have a few. You've yeah. been a killer lately. I mean, always you're all you've always been a killer. But all right, tell me the story. Well, in 2011 was the first limited entry archery tag that mm-hmm. I had in Utah, and it was an elk tag, and I, it was for Boulder at the time oh, you had a boulder tag I had a I boulder archery tag it was my first one and my dad we put in together mm-hmm. and i had like four points and he had like seven and yeah we put in together you drew with four points so 2011 it was a little bit easier to i guess that's to true draw. that's 11 archery, years ago. right yeah archery yeah i guess that's true because yeah back then it was like everybody always like five was always the magic number if you got five you're you're kind of in the running for yeah, archery and for I most didn't, units i at the time i didn't know i was coming I served my two-year mm-hmm. church mission, and I coming home. I got home June twenty-third. Wait, you got home for your mission in two thousand eleven? In two thousand eleven, you are a baby. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, Holy just turned smokes. just turned thirty-two. Did yeah. you? Oh man, dude, yeah. you are a baby. So, <laughs> so really, I mean, when it comes to hunting elk, that was yeah. really my first really good go. I'd done the the spike and the the cow stuff that you could do over the counter in the limited entry units prior yeah. to my prior to going to Mexico, but it was... But it's um, not really elk hunting until you can call, you have something that, you know, a branch yeah. handler bull coming in. Yeah. Right, I, I right. Get, so that was it. the first real get into it. And 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 I got home at the end of June. It was mm-hmm. June 23rd I got home. I had gotten results. My dad told me in an email, hey, we drew, we got an elk tags for going to, to you know, the premier unit yeah, the in the state. the best unit in the state. The well, time. then, yeah. And that's what you had thought. Shoot, the fire bull was still alive then. <laughs> probably that's only right. by a year yeah. or two that's right probably it was about that time he was killed he was he was on the mountain when yeah. i was hunting so that's crazy he was maybe i passed him maybe he was a little too small you passed up no at the time i being first time man i wanted something good i actually i did pass up a couple good bulls and looking for something special because mm-hmm. i had uncles that had shot some pretty good bulls and i was dreaming yeah you know but getting home late in june i didn't have a vehicle. I didn't have a truck. I didn't have a bow. I sold dad, everything. Though. You know. I did. Oh, you didn't have a bow. I didn't have a bow. Oh, I geez. got home. I got home and I went and I bought. It was a. It was the Diamond Dead Eye from uh-huh. Sportsman's yeah, Warehouse. Yeah, Sportsman's Warehouse. It's what I could afford. It was like six hundred bucks at the time. Yeah. And I and I got my sight and I, you know, I got everything I needed to shoot and I had been shooting since I was little. Right. I, when it comes to archery, my dad has been. He was a great teacher and mentor and really yeah yeah he's um he one shoots all the time when i was little we had moved from southern say, utah where did you grow up i don't i don't even know where you grew up at so but. i was we were born here i was born in st george my family's all from hurricane okay um all from hurricane we'll based. forgive you for that, for that. yeah <laughs> yeah i moved to heaven when, yeah. when i married my wife and moved up here to enterprise but um we ended up moving actually to idaho and mm. the clubs, the archery clubs here in Southern Utah, have kind of, I mean, there's there's a couple of good clubs and there's some things they do, but not a lot of shoots and competition. Right. Yeah, that's um, how, like in Colorado, there was, I was doing competitions, we were doing 3D shoots all the time. Yeah. Here there's not really. There's not a ton. You have I mean, to travel. Yeah, you really, you have to travel. If you're going to do them, there's a couple of good good clubs in uh, in Nevada that we've mm-hmm. we traveling done lately. And Doesn't Hurricane have a good club though? I mean, a, a they do. Like they have a 3D um, course down there and stuff like that. Yeah, it's always set up down there, and they've got a membership. 
and you can it's a yearly membership and they got a, a nice course that you can go and practice on all the time or go walk the bells mm-hmm. and, and shoot the bells or or shoot some 3d that's there all the time but like it's just not comp- competitive right um we moved to idaho moved to eagle idaho my dad started a, nice. a, a he was a roofing contractor had a, a company here started it passed it on to his brother and we moved up to Idaho. So that's how the two, that's yeah. how stout roofing. Uh, okay, I yeah. got you. Yes. Yeah. So we moved up there, and man, Idaho has some awesome clubs. Oh. They have great, they great do. shoots. And I was nine at the time, probably when we moved to Idaho. And that's about the time my dad picked me up a bow. Mm-hmm, he says, mm-hmm. there's some clubs up here. We can start shooting 3D. And my dad even traveled. And, and there was a club out of Cedar City that's mm-hmm. been here forever. Oh, really? And it's Atsquo Archery Club. They they're still even, going now. Oh, they 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 do it. They're supposed to do a shoot, I think, about every month. But they, huh. they there's been right now they're switching presidencies and trying to. Do get they have organized. a 3D course over there? So they have a lower range, but it's not 3D. I don't oh, think. I think okay. it's just bales and mm. and stuff. It's going up still. Cedar Canyon. Okay. Um, but you can stop and shoot there. But man, when we were in Idaho, I was nine, ten years old. My dad was coaching me all the time. Mm. I remember I had target panic. Oh, really? Like I created target panic when I was 10, 11 years yeah. old and I would bring my finger around and I would just, I mean, my dad let it go for a couple of years. Yeah. He, he, I would, I would just bring my trigger finger around and bam, I would slam you it. Squeeze. And you just, no, it was just, wham. it was just, it would actually be, I would slowly bring it around thinking I was getting there. My dad would be like, touch the trigger let and yeah, it's doing this and I just, uh, it's there. Boom. And I hammer that thing. <laughs> yeah. And, I still and do then, that from time to time. So <laughs> yeah, you get excited. When <laughs> oh that, when man. That happens. Um, but yeah, and then eventually, man, there was, we were shooting. I was actually winning, you know, the peewee course and everything. I was uh-huh. like, I want to shoot the cub course. And I would shoot the older course. And wow. there was a Children's Miracle Network shoot back then that they did. And it's funny because my parents had the picture. I'm standing um, on the podium. I had one first place. Really? I was like 10 years old and I shot against the 18-year-olds. And I'm this little kid and I'm holding first place. Trophy. No I got way. these guys towering over me at 15, 16. And that was like, yeah, that's what so hooked mad. me. <laughs> yeah. And, and well, they were, yeah, it was, they were, they, they, we were smiling on the podium, but they had, I'm sure there was a little bit of a grudge. Oh there. yeah, for sure. And, and I had just it, hammering the trigger, everything else. I had a lot more potential mm-hmm. and my dad's like, I was shooting, it was this time, we moved down to, um, we went to an Elko shoot. Mm-hmm. We had moved to Nevada. We get to the shoot over there, and my dad's like, okay, it's time. You mm-hmm. need to get over this. Yeah. And, man, it took me, I would start bringing, he says, touch the trigger. Touch the just trigger. Just touch it. Just, just, just get on, just, get your finger on the trigger. When you, as soon as you get to full draw, mm-hmm. get your finger on the trigger. And that's, that's so like that probably makes your heart go crazy because you're, once you're touching, you're like, was, okay, now it's time to go. Yeah, exactly. So exactly when you when you create target panic, some people can't even get their pins on the side right. on on what they're shooting at. Mm-hmm. Their fingers, you know, they see the animal. They're bringing their pins up, and and all just goes off. Yep. And for me, I I got my finger on the trigger, and it was just that. It, as soon as my pin was touching the animal. It was boom. It was yeah. I was punching it, and my dad's like, "Okay, you got to get over. It. Get on. Get so on. If you're gonna compete. You got to get past that. Yeah, you got to get over it." And so it brought me to tears that oh, shoot because I was missing targets. I was hitting. I was hitting everywhere. I mm-hmm. couldn't. I couldn't shoot. It was all mental. Yep. And he he says, "You got to get over this." Yep. And so he. Uh, I was crying. I was here. I I was at, in Elko, and this at this time I was probably 13, 14 years old. Oh, okay, so this wasn't when you were it nine was, or ten. No, so no, I I I 
he says, you've won a few shoots punching and, and stuff and doing mm. this. It's like, it's time you learn to shoot and you get this down because yeah. if you continue this, this is going to be really hard. And he says, well, and people time. start getting past you. Yeah. You probably yeah. get by at nine or you 10 peak. doing it, but yeah. Well, if you keep doing that into your late teens, yeah. Kids that know what they're doing, you know, or aren't having that will do a lot better. So, right. Right. And so he says, yeah, he started coaching me and that shoot, I shot terribly, didn't compete at anything. And that's when, when it kind of set in and he started teaching me to shoot the way that I'm supposed to mm -hmm. shoot. And so from there, it's so you uh, played yeah. with it. I've been you shooting been competitions a while. for a long time. Well, you and I were texting. Well, we, when we were talking about the Mountain Mount Archie Fest night, and mm -hmm. you said, "Hey, we got extra tickets." But then you said that you were doing the competition. That was the first time I even knew you did competitions. Oh, really? Yeah, I yeah. had no <laughs> idea that you were a competition archer. Yeah, I, and it's it's just for fun. When there's a good shoot around, we travel to it. I would love to. I actually told my wife the other day. I said, "I want to go shoot Vegas mm -hmm. this next year. Yeah. I want to get ready and go, go shoot Vegas and, and see how." how we stack yeah. up and, and do that. And because I've just shot local clubs and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. In fact, this is the first year I bought a bow purposely just for target archery. I was going to ask you, so do you have a, a target bow and a hunting bow? I do. Okay. I do. Cause and I, so, I do everything with one bow. Yep. And so I, I, and I I'm sure most years. of us guys do, you know, I mean, we're not all rich like you, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. but I, I think when you get serious about it, you kind of have to have that, that target bow set up. So, yeah, it depends on what your ultimate goals are. And mm -hmm. I just finally decided, and everything I was doing before was strictly for hunting. Yeah. It was for hunting and everything else. Is, and it was just when I started to win a few of these shoots in the last year or two or, or really competing, and mm -hmm. I felt like I could compete. I said, you know what? This is fun. Yeah. Let's just get into the sport of archery. And so I picked up a bow. Um, I picked up a Bowtech Reckoning 38. Nice. So it's a big, long, yeah. you know, axle, axle bow, forgiving setup, shooting a hinge. Um, you How do you like that hinge? I, I've never oh, shot a love hinge. It. Do you? Love it. I'm shooting the UltraView hinge right now, and I can set it exactly how I want it. And if you're ever struggling with target panic, if uh -huh. you've shot an index release your whole life, mm -hmm. maybe a thumb button, something like that, and you're really struggling with target panic, pick up a hinge and, and shoot it for a minute. And it's scary. You see people punch themselves in the face yeah. Or, yeah. or do stuff, but you get it. It's, you give it a minute, and you can do it. I went to, uh, do you know who Bill Pellegrino is? I've heard that name. Um, so so he used to be up in Oregon. He's actually kind of the one that helped get like Cameron Haynes in. I mean, oh, Ron, okay. his, his buddy really got him into it, but Bill had a shop in Oregon, and that's where Cam got his bow set up and everything. Gotcha. Like and you know what? That's probably where I, heard, I just finished his book. Oh, did you? Yeah, just actually, finished I'm reading it. it right now. I haven't know where it's at. But so Bill moved from Oregon to Colorado Springs. And mm -hmm. so he's got a shop in Colorado Springs. He wins every. So there's a like I competed in uh, shoots out there like the art at the uh, Air Force Academy stuff like that. Bill wins them all. I mean he's, oh, he's gotcha. a phenomenal shooter. But anyways, I was shooting at his shop and I was shooting a. They let me use whatever you know whatever release I wanted to to try out because I was I was gonna go with, with a, a thumb release and they're like here try this this hinge release and so I I used it. But dude, I felt like. I was so nervous. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was like, "This is gonna go off my hands. My bow is gonna blow up in my hands." Like, I was, I was panicking just shooting the the hinge. So yeah. it's something to get used to. It is. It is something. When whenever you change something up in archery, you kind of confuse your your mental self. Mm -hmm. you, you get to the point to where some people get to the point to where they the target panic gets so bad. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best time to change something up because That's true. it's yeah. gonna confuse yourself. Do something different, mm -hmm. whether it be a going from an index to a thumb release. Mm -hmm. If you, I mean, there's some phenomenal shooters that still punch the trigger. Oh yeah, Kyle Douglas. I mean, the 
the dude's been phenomenal. Mm-hmm. He's he's killing it in mm-hmm. in a known archery. I mean, yeah, open class. He won the NFAA inter, uh, indoors this year. Oh, he, he did. Competed. I thought that. Uh, I thought. Oh, what's his or name? I think that was it. Maybe you, the yeah, one. Maybe it was him. He's won, won a couple. Um, Metropolis. I think he ended up like third place okay. um, and stuff. But he's he's been shooting phenomenal. I was mm-hmm. able to shoot actually a shoot in Salt Lake, mm-hmm. and he was there. Oh, really? And yeah, it was the he, first he time. Well. It was the first time I shot the target. Bo, mm-hmm. I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so nervous. I shot, and I think I ended up in like ninth place or something like that. Still, though, Kyle Douglas, I think missed like five twelves, the whole shoot, the whole shoot, the whole shoot. <laughs> yeah, it was I'd like to just hit five twelves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the shoot. And and wow. He'll, and, and you know, I don't know if he's actually said it, but you hear people talking about it. He's he shoots a thumb button mm-hmm. and he punches, and so, but he's got it controlled. Yeah, I you guess that's what I was going to say. If you got a control, I guess I guess if you can pull it up and you can hold it on that where you, on that 12 ring and then punch it, you know, that, that's one thing. Yeah, I guess what I think of punching is people that they're all over and it's going to come and there it is and punch it, you know, you it's yeah. hard it's hard right. to play that game. And it, it is. It and it's you're playing with fire yeah. really when you're doing that, but he can control it somehow cuz he does it in you know, day in and day out, some what for whatever reason. So with your hinge, you're you'll bring it up, and you'll you'll just hold that that pin on that twelve mm-hmm. ring, solid as a rock. It's well, I wish. And hinge it. <laughs> like is that like that's I what really I wish you're that's supposed to do, but exactly. I don't know that I can do that. I really don't know that I have the ability to do that. So if you heard Joel Turner, uh-huh. shot IQ guy, his teaching's phenomenal. It, it, what he's got going is is exactly what everyone should do. If anyone could take his course, if mm-hmm. you're really wanting to get into the competition archery world and overcome target panic mm-hmm. and everything, he's going to do it almost military style. Well, he is former military. I was say, he is more, yeah. Yeah. And, How much and, is his course? Do you know off the top of your head? I don't. I don't. I'll put links for people listening. I'll put links and stuff so people can find it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shot IQ. His son won Vegas this year. Oh. Yeah. Bodie. Oh, okay. Bodie Turner won Vegas, 16 years think old. About that being his son. I think is okay. what he, they said. I think he was 16 years old this year. Uh-huh. And he's, he says the, the kid he was shooting up in the shoot-off in the final thing, Joel could see him um, going open loop. Basically, he was starting to punch the trigger. He's mm-hmm. starting to mm-hmm. he mentally break down, and Joel Turner could see it. And and it's, it's could you imagine in the stress situation, oh, he's yeah. shooting for $50,000. Right. I you know, say, to but he's done it so much. Bodie has been taught mm-hmm. how to do it. Since he was a nitty-bitty little kid. Yep, exactly know. how he's supposed to do it, mm-hmm. exactly what he should do. He's And he's, he says, he's not going to go open loop. He's going he's gonna to finish. And, and that's, that's what amazing. he said. He says, finish him. You know? <laughs> he's, he's finish him, boy. Yeah, is what yeah. it, I think is what, what Joel says he, he was thinking at the time. And, mm-hmm. and just, I mean, what he teaches is, is phenomenal. It'll get you over target panic. Mm-hmm. And he'll, it'll make you actually get a a release that's that you can um, actually use well it's a surprise release yeah is what you want so every like time. a back tension or a hinge uh-huh. or something like that yeah, yeah. And, and it could be even with an index release a lot of people whether they're hunters or not he's teaching them how to just not go open loop mm-hmm. um stay closed loop at all times and and basically what that means is basically stay mentally into it and be able to stop your finger and your pull at any time throughout the the drop process so mm-hmm. when you say you're sitting rock solid on your on the twelve ring, and yeah. you're, you're squeezing it off. I wish my pin just sat there. Yeah, Joel Turner will actually he'll take weight off your bow because 
more weight, the heavier bow will cause your bow to move slower, your pin to move slower. Right. He's saying, live with the movement. Really? Get your pin to go into the spot and know that you're, you've got movement, but you're always moving back to the center mm -hmm. at all times. So you're always coming back because it's coming off. You're always putting yep. it back. And where a, if you're a trigger puncher, you're punching the trigger, you're hitting the spot, shooting and coming off the spot. You're going through this through the point you want to uh -huh. aim at. So your eye, you're looking at your pin, your pin hits the 12 ring. You're, you're mental, mentally, you're saying, Go off. It's time to you go. know, it's yeah. time to go. But at that point, once you're on the spot, you're actually coming off of the spot. So the idea of it just hovering there and you're getting that surprise release, whether it be with a hinge or an index release, you're just going to squeeze, 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 roll. You know, they say Bodie, he says, Bodie says roll. And as uh -huh. he's that's, rolling, that's what... it's a, it's a, he's got, that's his shooting process. The right. last thing is he's going off. He's rolling his release, his hinge back, back, back to where it goes off. Mm -hmm. He says at any time, if it breaks down so bad that it's coming out of the spot or anything like that so bad, he can come back stop. to it, stop it and come back. But you want to be able to even live with that movement, live with okay. the pin dancing in that See, area. I've struggled with that because I've never thought about it that way. I've always like, and I can't tell you how long I, I've pulled my bow back and I have held it there for a whole lot longer than I should have practicing, just trying to keep that pin right on that 12 ring. Just, yeah. just focusing on not, not living with the movement, tr focusing, trying to get rid of the movement. And it's kind of frustrating because you can't get rid of it completely. No, no. So. It keeps moving. You get fatigued. You hold it for a long time. And 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 Levi Morgan will tell you, and he'll 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 his he'll start to time his release. Uh -huh. He says, and he'll switch it up. Yeah. He'll change up his release or change something up because he doesn't want to know when that bow is going to go off if it starts to get point. But what he says, he acquires his target very quickly. Mm -hmm. Get that pin on the on the spot and start your shooting process so that fatigue doesn't get in and, yeah. and it doesn't dance too much. And if you watch him shoot, he shoots really quickly, very fast. Yeah, yeah. And he Levi's hunts. My, my hero, by the way. So yeah. I'm glad you brought up his name. <laughs> he doesn't know that, but he, he's my hero. Dude, he's phenomenal. Dude, he's a stud. And he I hunts with a hinge. Uh, that's what I love. I love like everything that he does to target. He applies it to hunting, and I yep. love that. Yep, exactly. And he says, and, and he'll tell you when it comes to target panic or anything like that. He can't go back to an index release. Mm -hmm. He just he, mentally he, he can't handle it. and and quite frankly probably all of us are. Right. You know, that, and he just he knows he's better when that, that surprise release going off. I don't know if I could hunt with a hinge release. I, I'd mess it up, but you know because you're the same way. Your I heart struggle. gets going, and you're you're in awkward positions. It's not like you're just perfectly standing there. You know, you're in weird positions yep. when you're hunting, and so I I think that I would something would mess up. I'd release it too early or. Hit my punch myself in the face or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, you kind of lose a little bit of control at yeah. points there, and that's exactly what Joel's trying to teach us. Even in those moments, you've shot it so many times, you mm -hmm. shot your bow so many times, you've gone through the process so many times. In that moment, you're not going to break down. Yeah, and that's really what what it's is supposed to be. You shot so many arrows mm -hmm. the same way, you're controlling it every time. Even in that moment when that big buck or that big bull is mm -hmm. standing in front of you it's going to it's going to work and and at that point you don't have a spot you're aiming at when you're thinking of an animal right let that pin dance yeah you know yeah, let it go all over in that area because <laughs> yep. all of its kill zone <laughs> yep exactly well and, that's what campaign says you know that's why he shoots every day that way i've done it so many times that when it comes time when that bull or that buck is standing in front of me it's almost like muscle memory at that point exactly so yep yeah that's crazy yep and if you shoot enough it's it helps a ton do you shoot every day i try every day really? if, if i if i 
here it gets super windy. Yeah. It, where we're at, it's almost always, we've almost got a south wind every single day. Every day. you got to get out early in the morning mm-hmm. or right at dark and yeah. get out and shoot. And if I can't, I'll shoot a little bit right in my backyard. Whether it's 20 yards and just get a few shots, mm-hmm. I'll try to get a sh- few shots in every day if I can. I think that's one thing. Like I did so good there for a long time, shooting every single day. And I, and I felt confident i like when i have something like total archie challenge or something like that coming up you know then mm-hmm. i'm like all right yeah i'm gonna shoot every day every day this week yeah. yeah that way i'm ready for it and so like i felt i feel very confident if i shoot every day i feel so much better than like like right now i haven't shot in probably two weeks yeah i'm like oh this is a bad time to have this conversation because <laughs> i don't feel very confident at all like yeah. if we, you and i were to go out back and shoot right now i would i'd be nervous yeah so and and i'm feeling totally confident right now i'm I got my second limited entry, you know, elk tag mm-hmm. in Utah yeah, that I've ever sucker. had. I still can't believe you drew took that me tag. eleven years. Yeah, I drew it with five points. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't have. It takes double that to draw, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm, it's nobody I'm gets to hunt two limited entry elk hunts in their lifetime. You know, yeah. and here you are getting to do it at thirty years old. <laughs> well, that's yeah. I'm on my second, and that's the beauty of archery. It is if you're willing to go and hunt with a bow. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays I think I looked at it. Um, one of the most popular units in the state right now takes 27 points to draw with a rifle. Yeah. That's I've got, literally once in a lifetime. I've got 21 yeah. points for, for elk right now. So you're getting ready to go. Well, and if I would have put out for out here, I would have drawn. Yeah. But, well, I, did I tell you I'm going to Alaska this year? I, I've heard it on the podcast. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So so this year I was like, no, I really don't want to draw this year. So I just I basically just bought a point this year, and then we'll see what happen, happens next year. But yeah. Yeah, I've been putting in for a quarter. Like, that's why I would tell people, like that's a quarter of a century. I've been that's, putting in yeah. for for limited entry elk. Like that's silly. I, I should have switched to archery. Oh, I should have done archery when I was a kid because I would have been the same way. You know, when I was nineteen years old, twenty years old, I would have been able to to draw. I guess when I came home off my mission, I probably right. could have drawn a tag. Yeah, and if it wasn't for you know being in archery as much as I was, or, or having my dad that that got me really into the archery aspect and putting. I mean, while I was gone on my church mission mm-hmm. to put me in for the hunt and yeah. be able to go. It's, it's great. I'm grateful for him for doing that for me because if, if it wasn't, who knows what I, if I, if I wasn't shooting a bow from now, I'd probably be like, like you, yeah. or like, like most people are. I say most people are that way. They yeah. just, they just wait for a, you know, a great, great elk hunt. And Which is, that's the bad thing is now I've been waiting for that long and it's not going to be like, when I finally get that tag, there's going to be so much stress and so much pressure on, like, I'm not, like, so So Jed drew his tag. Did I tell you that? Mm, oh, yeah. Yeah. So yep. he drew his rifle tag. I think he had 25 points. So we're up by Fillmore. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he's like, this isn't even fun. I was like, are you excited about this? Because we went and spotted, <laughs> yeah. or we went and scouted this last weekend. I was like, is this, is this fun? He's like, this isn't fun at all. He's like, this, he's like, I'd much rather be in your seat helping me, helping somebody else out. He's like, for me, having, you know, I've, I've waited you know, a good portion of my life for this tag. And now I finally have it. And it's a horrible drought year. You know, it has been a drought year for the last two or three years. He's like, so I'm not going to get a great bull. I know I'm not going to get it there. You know, I'm not going to get a 400 inch bull. He says, if I can find a 350, I'll be super stoked. And he's like, that's a great bull. It is, but yeah. you think limited entry, you've been putting it for 25 yeah. years. You think you, you want a 400 inch bull? <laughs> you do. You do. And I'm thinking the same thing. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go find a 400 inch bull. And, you know, it's a drought year and I'm hunting the desert. Yeah. But you know what? On five points, I've still got that enthusiasm and I'm excited Absolutely. about it. And and you're right. I, maybe maybe I'm not feeling as much stress because I did it with five points or, 
or whatnot. You've been there, done can, it before. Yeah, I've done it. I've done it once. Yeah. Um, and and I've been fortunate enough to do some open bowls and yeah. kill a couple of bowls. I was and gonna so, say you used to have to kill a bigger bowl than you killed on the open bowl last year. That was like that was a nice bowl. So. <laughs> it was. It, it was. It was a good bowl. He's broken and everything, and so I. You know, I still don't have a wall hanger. I, I did a Euro mount on him and stuff, but I'm I really want to do a shoulder mount yeah. on a bull. He had his first broken and he was bro- broke at his fifth and sixth, and so I was going, it's not my perfect bull. You can fix those things, right? Yeah, no. you can. <laughs> and I do have a pretty six point bull that I killed on the open as well, mm-hmm. but um, it was like a two eighty bull. Mm-hmm. You know, great yeah, bull. Something like this. Nothing. Right yeah. yeah, great bull. Nothing to scoff at, but but this is my opportunity to hunt something really good. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and a three fifty bull is a great bull. Three fifty bull is a big bull. Yeah, I, it, I, I would take that bull. any day of the week. I mean, that that's a nice bull. And so, and, and we're out scouting and seeing something. And with a bow, let alone, you gotta. I mean, I've got more time. That's the other thing about archery. Yeah, is I've got you have a month. A, a month. Yeah, I've got a month to hunt, mm-hmm. and I can scout for it. Yeah. So I can scout for it and maybe get an idea of what my real. Um, realistic goals will yeah. be so if shooting a 350 bull if i if i don't find a 350 bull in the in the next you know month and a half that yeah. we have to scout then i'm going to probably shoot at 330 or the whatever it is i'm the best i'm seeing it's still, you know, still, yeah. still a good bull if you if you come out with a 330 bull that's that's still yeah. especially with a bow that's what i always tell you know if you're shooting with a bow you kind of got to give and take so my i got a well seth my mm-hmm. e-hunter partner he has a an antelope tag we were out last night scouting and putting up cameras for antelope out here and i was like dude you're shooting with a bow like don't it's not 80 or bust you yeah. know you don't you, you don't need an 80 inch uh pronghorn with a bow if a 65 incher walks in you, you shoot yeah. that thing you know yeah. so is it it's not this unit no is it's it's uh it's, it's yeah it's out oh, okay. here i i'm running some cameras i might be able to help them on that a little really bit. yeah yeah so I we got, we got a lot of private property we're on. Oh, cool! And so, so we we put up a ton of cameras last night, and we saw a good a good buck last night. Probably not, maybe 60, 65 inch buck, solid. You know, and, yeah. I, and I told him mm-hmm. if that buck if that buck walks in on you during the hunt, I'll kill you if you don't shoot that. that <laughs> yeah, that, that uh, I, I, I do have uh, a seventy. Inch, I think there's a seventy incher that I've got on on camera. Do you really? Yeah. Yes. It, so I'll I'll have to. Yes. I'll tell we, you where that's to, at. We need to know about that. So, yeah, I'll 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 help you. <laughs> How out many people one. hide? pronghorn you know that's, if you find one that's like they're, yeah. they're not that impressive you know it's funny because i i actually after i drew my limited entry you got those five years yeah, wait five years yeah and so you can either put in and as resident we can only put in for one species right i was like you know what in those five years i can draw an antelope tag and so i put in and i drew it with one point what? and i i was like at the time that i drew the tag i, I had one point i drew the tag is archery uh-huh and um Again, it was it was Boulder, and so I was driving to go. But I was like, man, I just want to hunt a spike elk. Yeah, you know, I, I'm okay with going on the spike elk hunt and and doing that because mm-hmm. I mean, a spike elk is big as an antelope. Oh but yeah, that's bigger just, than an antelope. Yeah, well, well, right. I mean, antler wise, even. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that's but uh, but that's I just, sad. I mean, I just didn't. I don't have family that has really hunted antelope no. much, and I haven't got too excited for it. I went and hunted one day. On, on that hunt because i ended up spike elk cutting yeah the whole time so i, I hunted in i hunted antelope in, in colorado one time and like it was it's kind of cool because you can hunt like during the day which is it's really weird actually because you're yeah. hunting right in the heart of the you know at noon i shot day. my antelope at noon 
so that that's kind of cool but i'm kind of like you like my family's never done it you know kendall shot this one and that, that's cool but i'm not, i'd much rather hunt yeah this yeah you know than and that else. and so yeah and i'm kind of the same way so when i was in colorado for six years so non-resident i could put in for every limited entry so i've got six oh, points right. in every single limited entry that's awesome here. so when i draw my elk tag and burn those points you know then i could probably yeah i could get antelope first year i could probably get now nah, i probably can't get deer for probably another you know eight to ten years but right still you know at least i'm that much closer yeah and i didn't do the tag justice i wish i would have spent a little more time doing it now just because i haven't killed one yeah you know i just haven't done it and so i, I kind of wish i would have spent a little more time and done it at this point but but, but now it, i'm it, also thinking man why didn't i just put in for deer for a couple more years yeah. and have two more points and if you're gonna go shoot antelope, let's go to let's go to wyoming so and shoot some 80 inch antelope that's and, true you know like yeah. if, if you're really gonna if you want to kill a good antelope you want to put we it on the wall yeah you can go to wyoming and shoot a, a really big ant i mean a for what an antelope is a big antelope right. so and i've been putting in for nevada to go oh, and do that and so so now i'm my strategy now is just just put in for deer maybe you'll get to do that once in, mm. in your lifetime to go in and hunt a limited entry deer hunt yeah because in utah i mean in five i i happen to draw this tag i've got five the next five years yeah, to put in for years. deer yeah and so i'll be at like eight at the end of this waiting period oh yeah before i can of course, I'm going to jump right back in and put it in for elk, probably. Will you really? <laughs> you won't keep putting in for deer, huh? Yeah, I think I'll just jump back in for elk. Really? I, That's interesting. I, Are you an elk, you're an elk guy. I like elk. Yeah. I, I hunt elk. But Atta boy, I, dude. Atta boy. I, I, but you know what? I love mule deer. I love mule deer. And I've, I fought with myself. My uncles will ask me, or my dad will ask me, are you a mule deer guy or are you an elk guy? Yeah. And I'm going. Because you kind of one or the sometimes, other. But... Sometimes, depending on the season, depending on the tags I have, I'm going, you know, maybe I'm a mule deer guy. Because I was getting amped up this year. I have enough points to draw the Kayabab archery tag. Oh, and good. I was like, okay. I'm going. I'm going to the Kayabab yeah. this year. This is going to be awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm set. I'm going to hunt a big mule deer mm -hmm. on the Kayabab. And then I got lucky in the Utah draw, and I drew my, my limited entry elk tag. He's like, well, scrap that. Yep, Luckily, done. the Arizona tag later. <laughs> I, I'll just throw in for the strip rifle hunt in November and, yep. or something and, and then go go do that next year or whatever. And I love. I get excited about big mule deer but i do too oh yeah if it's a big mule deer absolutely but you don't get to hunt that very often yeah. you know i mean right right yeah you 200 inches but the thing is is i think local knowledge of a unit is everything oh yeah i mean even on these whether it be a general tag in mm -hmm. utah or, or even colorado yeah um you can you can find a big deer yeah um i feel i've spent a lot of time driving the roads we've got property out out from here mm -hmm. in the, about my backyard i'm spending a lot of time yeah looking at deer and everything else and i've seen some good deer you spend the time and on these general units they're it's, there it's yeah you can kill a 190 inch buck or oh, yeah. even a 200 inch deer if you if you um if you get after it. i've yep. been fortunate enough to kill to kill a two one 200 inch deer and i in two years ago i killed a 190 inch deer nice. um with my bow mm -hmm. and and so for that reason too that i feel like you know what? I've got the confidence. Maybe I can kill 190 or, or even yeah. hunt a 200 inch deer on the general tag. I'm going to put him for elk. Yeah. You know, on that, my limited entry. So that's, that's a really good point. Cause yeah, a lot of these general units, you can shoot. It can happen. I guess. It can happen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when I look at it, like, and, and that's, that's drastic. You know, yeah, if you look at a, a normal <laughs> yeah. mule deer, mm -hmm. man. And then I look at an elk, I'm like, man, it's kind of like the, going back to that antelope Versus a spike elk. A spike elk has bigger antlers than an antelope. But I, I just I love elk. I just they're huge. Yeah, they're huge. 
they're cool. They make cool noises. You know, I just, I love elk hunting. Oh yeah. man, I love elk hunting. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's just where I'm at right now. You know, I've shot a couple nice bucks and I want a big bull. I haven't killed a great big bull. Yeah. I've killed, you know, one 300 inch bull. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? He was 300 cause he, he was broke, but he's still a nice bull though. He was still a great bull. His thirds laid that's all, way he was out. Only 300? Yeah. Sure? That's, he looked a little, I guess I haven't laid hands on him, but yeah, he looks like a really nice bull. Being broke, he could have gone a little bit better, but you never really, you know, he has, his first was completely broken off and broke right where his fifth and sixth on his main beam. And, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, that's going to cut him way, yeah, way down on, on those breaks. And, and so, for his first was broke off? Yep, his first was broke off, and his his fronts were big. Huge. That's uh-huh. where he really scores his first, second, and then long thirds, and then he, he petered out a little bit on his back end, but maybe drought bull. Drought. And that's, yep. what we're, that's what we got here, and yep. especially on the open bull. But, man, to be able to shoot a bull like that yeah. at eight yards. So what's your, with your limited entry uh, hunt, is it, uh, is it like, are you 330 or bust? I mean, will you come home without an elk? If Right now, I'm, I'm 350 or bust. You're 350 uh, or bust. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go big. I, You know, I've killed a few I guess bulls. I, yeah. And this is my opportunity. Yeah. You know, this is my chance to do it. I'm not going to stress out over it. If I give it my all and, and, and you know, I, I scout hard and I don't find a 350 bull, then, then yeah, I'll yeah. say, okay. I'll shoot a 340 bull or or something, but well, you already posted a video today of a, a bull that's going to be bigger than that, bigger than a 320. So and that's yeah, yeah, and that's why. And he's, I think he's quite a bit bigger than that. Yeah, when that was I, a good bull. That was I. I think I, the video does doesn't do him quite justice. Oh, it doesn't. He was totally. I mean, did you post oh, on Instagram or? Yeah, it was Instagram. It was on Instagram, and he's. His, he's got a big, big five side. Yeah, that and what five you side. can't really tell in that is the mass on that bull. Um, he's he was surprisingly. I I was thinking, and and maybe I'm not the greatest scorer and and whatnot, but I was thinking he was pushing 340 um, as he was 335, and and I was he was totally different. He was like white, uh-huh. and right now most of them are still kind of red. Yeah, hides and stuff. Yeah, he is he was very white, white. And dark. Dark velvet. Yeah, I'm just kind of looking at him here. See, the thing is, like when they're when they're uh, in velvet, they look so dang heavy. He's gonna walk behind that. How do I go yeah. back to that? Yeah, they go. do. They definitely they look do look so heavy. But he was around some other bulls, and I was surprised. If you look at the size of his ears compared to his antlers, mm-hmm. and and how, you know, he, he's he surprised me when he stepped he's a good out. Bull. He was a bull that went, wow. Okay, yeah. that's the best bull I've seen so far. That's the best bull I've seen in that area. So 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 yeah. I've got a couple on camera that. That are like that. Have you? And and maybe a, a little bit bigger straight sixes. Um, so if he had, a, if he was reason. six on that one side, yeah, he'd, he'd he, I'd, I would say easy three forty. Yeah. Do you know what's cool about him though? And I got excited about it. There's something about big, big whale tails. Oh yeah. Big fives. Are there? Dude, <laughs> pretty I, cool. So both my dad and my brother have shot limited entry bulls, and both of them were five points. And I I freaking love them because that yeah that whale tail comes off there is just. Yeah. On a five point. And, and you see that bull on one side, you get that big giant yeah. well tail, and his other side is a nice straight six. And yep. he's just kind of a, a really pretty bull. He is a pretty bull. That and man, his force, his his yeah. royals there are are beautiful. Yeah, they're 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 long, and I I think the the video is a little bit deceiving than than can you, measuring them in can you in real life. Send me that video. Would you yeah. be okay to send me yeah. that? Yeah, just I'll, I'll, I'll kind of splice it in here so people know what we're talking about. Yeah, he's the, I, I think the video is a little deceiving. Um, I was trying to figure out what he was and mm-hmm. whatnot, and and maybe I'm not the greatest of scorer. 
Um, but he, he had some mass, and he dwarfed everything that yeah. he was around and, and just really great bull. That fourth on his on his five side yeah. is just it's heavy huge. and long. Yeah. And, and so he's a pretty cool bull. Yeah, I – yeah. That kind of bull, I would have a hard time passing up. So if you're 350 yeah. or bust, that that would be a hard one to pass up. It would be. I'm, we'll see. We'll see how scouting goes over the next month and a half, and yeah. we'll make that decision when we get there. But well, they still have a little bit of growing to do. I mean, honestly, they're they're yeah. not, they're not completely grown. I saw some that were just well last night that uh, still had quite a bit of growing. Yeah, I think that video was June 30th or something like oh, that. Oh wow. So, oh, okay. So yeah. So I mean, a week ago or so, and so got what a month yeah possibly of growth it'll be interesting to see what what these bulls turn into now obviously they can stop growing or, or whatever and i'm really hoping we get some i think i'm seeing some rain in the forecast i, say, I looked at the forecast today we're i think we're supposed oh, to get some rain I'm finally hoping, golly i'm hoping I, I hope they don't peter out at the end and it, but it's been so dry and, yeah. and it's starting to look pretty bleak out there as it is but for feed there's just not a lot of feed like i look around here around town and just uh, it's just getting kind of sad for for feed for these animals. We've got to have some water. Yeah, we need to do I don't know some kind of special dance or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not working. Yeah. Do you know what I do? I open roofs. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> point. A yeah, roof. tear off a roof. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna rain. Yeah. I'm gonna start building a house here in the next little bit. So there I'm go. sure once I start building a house, it's gonna pour on it. That's so. exactly how it's going. We just got our <laughs> we just got our pad done, and I'm just going. Now it's gonna yep. it's gonna rain. Yep. So. <laughs> Are you building up here? So yeah. Yep, we're building up the canyon from here. So are your in-laws, so, are they building too right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they've already got the concrete in and, and starting framing right now. Nice. Um, but we just barely got our pad done. And, no, I don't uh, like that because then you're not going to be in our ward. That's true. Yeah, That's I'll, I'll be out of the ward. But Of course, I'm going to we'll be moving anyway, so I guess we'll be out of the ward <laughs> yeah. too. So <laughs> Yeah. Yep, but we'll be out there, and it's going to be nice to be out there, and we'll have – We've got a bunch of deer and already on the property and nice. stuff like that. We can watch every ne- evening and hunt in the backyard. And that's what it's. Yeah, that's. I, I'm excited to be out there. We got 25 acres out there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That'd be awesome. Hey, I want to get back to to the archery, uh, yeah, the competition <laughs> stuff. Because so you just did mount, uh, the mountain archery fest, right? Yep. And yep, my first one. So what did you, I want to know? Have you done a total, total archery challenge before? That one I haven't. Oh I yeah, haven't. okay. I need to. Dude, we gotta go. We let's we, do seriously that. like. When was when it snowbird? Or I guess they don't do a snowbird anymore. They do it uh where do they do it at? Is it um Oh my gosh, what's the name of that? Park City. Do they do it in Park City now? Yeah, I think there is one in Park City. Um they just finished what, South Dakota or something? Yeah. That's where they were at. I don't know where they're going. Is that I mean, where they're going next? Is no, Park they City? just finished oh, so Colorado's this weekend. To, well, right now. Oh to, really? Uh today or tomorrow and, and Saturday. Well tomorrow, Saturday and Sunday. Is Colorado. I'm supposed to be there, but my son's getting baptized on Saturday, so oh, gotcha. I won't be able to go. Uh, I was all registered awesome. and everything. I was uh, oh, really? <laughs> so excited to go again. I love Total Archery Challenge. It's, it kicks your butt. It is so hard, but but they're, they're a lot of fun. So we, we uh, need we, to go I need to go. One. I need to go do that. i got some buddies that have told me about it, and I need to go and, but how and was, shoot that. Do they do competition, or is it just mm-hmm. – yeah? Yeah, so – they kind of intermingle it a little bit, so they do have like competition. So Dudley's always there, and you, gotcha. Yeah, I think he usually wins when he's there shooting. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they do have have competitions there as well. That's cool. So, yeah, I'd love to do the competition and obviously shoot their courses. There's no better preparation for hunts. Oh no. I mean, well, it's good for it because like it gets your hiking in. You know, so you, you mm-hmm. get your cardio. You get like just hiking the mountain it builds up your strength and endurance, but then also your skills of shooting. And I don't know. So Mount Archery Fest, I don't know if they do this, but Total Archery Challenge. They put you in some awkward spots, like you're shooting underneath 
tree branches. Yeah. You're uh, you're shooting through trees that are this far apart at a oh. mountain lion uh-huh. at 80 yards. Dude, they, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. So they, we're, they make you work. Huh? Oh, it's, there was one target. I'm not kidding you. It was 80 yards. It was at a coyote, and and the trees kind of funneled in like together like this. Mm-hmm. So it, I'm okay if it if it goes like this, you know? Right, right. But when it comes in like this, and then it was sitting right at the very edge of it, and, and you're like, oh man, 80 yards. Like uh, this, this is terrible. Uh, I think a couple of us hit the body of the coyote but it was right. it's like this big sometimes you can play it safe and go for you know another yeah, <laughs> the rear yeah. or something or or you can try for that spot that's yeah sitting on right that t- one tucked that, up next to that tree that's all you can do is that that little yeah. tree <laughs> so that's how they do it at Mar- mount Ar- or at uh, total archery challenge was mount gotcha. archery fest i'm gonna get those mixed up mount yeah. archery fest was it similar so when they did the competition they um they had a few smaller targets um this time and they did have it wasn't super super hard they didn't have oh, okay. spots where the, the you could always see the spot at least. Oh. They did make you get in a blind. They did they had some a few shots. You had to shoot from your knees. Mm-hmm. You had to do some things, but pretty much not obscured. The target was vision. You know, you could see it. Okay. Um, distances were so they pretty far. Distances weren't terribly far. Okay. Um, it was really kind of set for the target. Um, I think the farthest one was 63 or something oh, like really? that. So, I mean, that, that's, oh, a, that's like a little that. bit far. It was an elk that was like 63. Dude, total, then, total, total archery challenge does an elk at 120 yards. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're just like Kentucky wow. windaging it, trying to hit it. Yeah, and they had courses that you could shoot that far. But the competition, they didn't They didn't mm. do that. I think they They, they kept it like to, they were trying to like, maybe you could actually score. Scenario. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah, they wanted you to be able to score and, and kind of shoot, um, you know, for for a competition and make it. Obviously, the harder you make it, the competition gets fun. Yeah, you know, it makes it yeah. a more difficult. And there's things people aren't running up scores. Yeah, exactly, and it, and it challenges you, and you make you do it. But you know, shooting out of a blind, for example, if you're you're shooting the open class, you got a thirty inch bar um, on on your on the front of your bow. That makes yeah. it. I think tough a little bit tough. To, yeah, you yeah. you would have to take it off. You yeah, would, you really would. Yeah, you would have to take it off to shoot inside there. So, I was gonna shoot open, changed my mind, ended up shooting the bow hunter. There was more competition in the bow hunter class mm-hmm. at that that competition. In fact, they ended up closing the open down. They didn't they didn't have uh, enough shooters shooting the open, and I oh, think really? they kind of they took it towards the bow hunter. Uh-huh. And and that's great. Yeah, it was great. I was able to pick up my hunting bow and and, and just go and shoot that, and it had. We had quite a few people in the in the competition decided to shoot the competition. Wow! And it was it was a lot of fun. Nice. It was nice. Fun. How'd you do? So well, I want it. I know. It was, I know you want, I'm waiting for you to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I and I didn't think I was. I, I ended up. Um, I shot the the I shot with a guy named Brady, um, out of Ely, Nevada. Great shooter. Mm. Um, he was in my in my group that had put us with, and he ended up coming in second and we pushed each other oh man and, and, and that's he, good though that, yeah. that's good to sit there and push each other and yeah. compete against each other and i think and i think you do kind of shoot you get some friends that are that are some good shooters mm-hmm. and and you kind of shoot they push you you shoot up to them yep you shoot up yeah and and so it's always good i think to get some people or friends that that really want to get into it or mm-hmm. shoot it and and it's always good to get someone new into it obviously yeah. and it's for everybody yeah it's for everybody and and, and but People you get are, someone that pushes you, and it gets you get nervous, just yeah. like maybe as if you're hunting, creating 
scenarios and that's why i like the competition it just it just prepares you for hunting yeah it makes it so when you actually out there hunting it's a little bit less less stressful yeah you've done it yeah you've done it they they put you at the end we shot um i think it was a 20 20 or 25 target it was 25 target course Mm -hmm. and then you have your score after at the end of that and then they do a shoot off so they they only did three targets on the shoot off and so if you're you're shooting in front of everybody so if you're tied or everybody does a so shoot off? So everyone, the top five. Top five, okay. Top five shooters are shooting in the shoot off. And so they, they set out three targets. Everyone had to shoot the first target before we can go on to the second target. Mm-hmm. And so so we're lined up, people watching, you know, scores are tight. Mm-hmm. And, and it creates That's that stressful. scenario. Yeah, it, it, can, it can create scenarios that are that are very stressful. And, and if you can control it, and mm-hmm. if you, you, you know, you got that shot IQ and you yeah. can... You can uh, get that down, and you just done it a million times. Mm-hmm. Calm yourself, make the shot you're supposed to do, and and man, Brady put it on. When really? I I was up six going into the shoot off, and the first target was a little beaver at like I don't remember like 33 yards or mm-hmm. something like that, and so I shoot and I ten it, and he center twelves it. Oh, he center twelves. <laughs> I was like, okay, like, oh, crap, yeah, <laughs> okay, down to yeah, four, <laughs> and, yeah, and they they made the rules um, on fourteens. On the shoot-off, you could shoot for 14s. Oh, okay. And so usually the 14s aren't in play. You know, the 14s are up in the corner yep. of the eight eight ring, and yep. you can call it. They says you can call a 14, um, and if you miss the 14, it's a 5. doesn't mm-hmm. matter if... Even if, if you're you, in the eight ring, you're yeah, still a 5. Yeah, it's 14 or 5 if you call the 14. And and that was just the rule they made, and that's fine. Everyone knew it before we started. And uh, so all of a sudden, I'm only up 4 going to the second target, yeah. and he's coming. And, man, he, he shot first... And for whatever reason on this target, it was I think it was a bobcat. The 14 wasn't up in the corner, uh-huh. and he didn't call the 14. It was down on the 10 ring, Oh, and he hit it. He hit the 14 ring, didn't call it. But he didn't it, call it. Didn't call it, but he was on the line of the 10. Because so for whatever reason, that 14 ring wasn't in the right place. That's weird. It was kind of weird. Um, you know, they have they have cursed targets, uh-huh. um, and most targets around here are the Morels yeah. or the, or the, the Reinhardts. Reinhardts. Yeah, yeah. And, and so... They, they were a little bit different, even though they had the 14s. They were a little different spots. But he lined the 10, and I got so it like, was like a 50-yard bobcat, and I center 12 it. Nice. And I was like, okay. okay. Got my two points. Got my two points back. Here we are back <laughs> at six, one target left. Yeah. And it's a 70. They, it was, uh, I think it was right near 70 yards, 66 wow. yards. And it was a mountain lion. And I was like, okay, here we go. And he's waiting for me to shoot. Yeah. Seeing what he needs to do, right? Well, I shoot, and I, I got an eight. I shot an eight. That's, that's pretty dang good. It's, yeah, that's seventy and going, yards. And and he's just like at that point, I hit an eight, and and I'll he say, says he can't win at that. He point. says at this point, Please. he's like, I'm just gonna put it in there. I says, and he shoots it, and he shot an eight also. Uh-huh. And I says, dude, why didn't you call fourteen? Call fourteen. Yeah, you have to because you point. call a fourteen, you hit it, you tie, you tie it. Five it. doesn't hurt you, right? And he's like, I didn't even think about it. Yeah, he you, says in the uh, moment, in the moment, you know things are going, and and yeah. got to do math, right. you know, at the, in the moment. And he's a really great guy, and he he was actually, he says, I just hit center foam after you hit the eight. I knew a twelve wasn't going to do it. If he figured whatever, and if he just oh, thought, should have called fourteen and tried yeah. for it. And he, uh, yeah, he just he says I aimed center foam and, and hit it, hit the eight and. Because if he would have got a five, he still would have been in second place, right? Yeah, yeah the so. third place was behind us, I think, by ten points or something. Okay. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have mattered at that point. And so, <laughs> I, he was like, I don't know what I was, what I was thinking. <laughs> but he was, he's a really good sport, really yeah. good guy. Oh, you kind of have to be in and, that. I mean, it, oh, it, yeah. and it's, it's, 
I mean, I, I don't, maybe you were, maybe you weren't shooting for $50,000 or a hundred thousand dollars, you know, yeah. it's, it's just, but they fun. have a pretty good but, purse. I mean, shout out to mountain archery fest because they, they're, they're kind of still getting their yeah. feet going and they're, they're, man, they've got a good thing going. Well, it's really fun. Brandon, he's got, a, did you listen to the podcast I did with him? Um, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's such a cool dude and he's, he's just, he's very humble mm-hmm. and he wants to make it into what, what we want it to be, you know, exactly. I mean, he has a vision for it, but he's very open to like, this is what, you know, if, if you guys want it to be this or you want it to change a little bit. Yeah. We we're, we're more than open to it. I, I love that about yeah, him. After we shot, he came up to us. Did he? We had the three of us there that were, that ended up placing and he's talking to us. He says, what can we do to get people? He says, he says, please, you know, tell, tell people about about this tell them about the the money prize tell them about all this stuff mm-hmm. let them know what we have going here he i don't i don't think a lot of people realize because you sign up for mountain archer fest and you have a time mm-hmm. set up yeah yeah you're not time mm-hmm. but you know what he he says i just didn't have as many walk-ins as i normally do and i was like i don't mm-hmm. know that people know that they can still just walk up and sign up and shoot it and i'll bet nobody knows that because like total total Wow, total archery challenge. You can't do that. You have to sign up in advance, and you can't just walk in on it. Right. Yeah, so. and Mountain Archery Fest, he, they were up there, and he says, yeah, our walk-ins are a little down. I says, I wouldn't have even known. Yeah. If I didn't sign up, I signed up at the expo, uh-huh. at, at the Hunt Expo, um, and so I had planned on going. It was kind of close to home. I mm-hmm. thought, I've got to hit that oh, one. Oh, yeah. And so I signed up at a time. I thought I needed a time, and I got there. And I didn't even realize you could do that. So I, if people oh, realize, man. hey, I've got some time. There's a shoot going Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. We could run up with the family. The cool mm-hmm. thing is, is there's there's competition. You don't have to shoot competition. There was like four courses. Right. You can do the Pope and Young course. The Pope if you and Young just course is what we shot it. Dude, that's Friday. A, oh, I, that's all I wanted to do. That's what I told Brandon. I was like, Look that's all I want to do. Racks, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not going to do the competition. I just want to go shoot the Pope and Young animals. It was awesome. Oh, it's so cool. And it's so much fun. And we competed in our uh, in our in our group and, and had a lot of fun looking at the animals that are there and, yeah and they're they're phenomenal oh yeah what a cool what a cool thing he's got going and and you could take kids you know and, and walk up there and, and and shoot and then once you're done with the course you know maybe i'm not done you can run and, and do another course he's yeah. got like three or four courses mm-hmm. i think set up ready to go yep. and it's all set up there's a couple beginner courses couple intermediate or an intermediate course and a, and a difficult course that mm-hmm. you can test everybody yeah and so but no pressure. It's fun. You know, exactly. you can just go and just do it and have fun. Exactly. You, know, you got to take a stack of arrows like that with you when you go. But <laughs> yeah. that's why I have that stack of arrows because <laughs> yeah. I was supposed to go to tag this last or this weekend. But yeah, uh, yeah, uh, I've been getting my kids. Uh, I've got an eight and a six year old. My daughters and, and even my four year old boys um, shooting now, and they they could have they can walk that course. And I didn't mm. know how serious it was. This was my oh, first one. Yeah. And uh, I went up there and I was going, man, I should have brought my. My kids walk the course with us. They could have. They could have done your, this. Your wife so. shoots too, right? And so, yeah, she does. She We've got her. some young kids, two, yeah. four, six, and eight. I got two girls and and two boys, um, and they get to be a little bit of a handful on a on a on the mountain. Yeah, but. that would be a lot. Give, give them a few more years, <laughs> yeah. and then you can get the whole family up there. Yeah. Which that'd be cool. That'd be so much fun. I'd love to get my kids into it. I mean, yeah. my kids shoot. They have their bows and whatnot, but I don't think they've even ever thought about doing competition stuff. I, I'd love yeah. to get them into it. Yeah, and and most of these shoots are that way, and I don't know the archery shoot that there really isn't. No, I mean maybe Vegas or maybe these high high competition courses, um, maybe they're they're not. But for the most part, you find any of the local courses around you that are they're doing three D shoots. You can take your whole family; they can shoot as pee wee cubs, yep. um, whatever they can, and they can have a lot of fun doing it. And 
what a, there's not a better way is to spend time with your family and, say, and go do that than go shoot archery. And that's what I grew up doing. That's what my yeah. dad did in Idaho. That's crazy. I mean, dude. we could find a shoot almost every weekend. Oh yeah, up there. That's mm-hmm. what I was talking to the initial scent guys, and yeah, there's there's all sorts of archery shoots up there. Like, oh yeah, they're everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, we don't have that down here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Northern Utah does. I think Northern Utah has a lot of uh, yeah, a lot more than we have here. Yeah, even Arizona and and Nevada has one. There's one here in in Ely that's fairly close to us. Is there? Talk about difficult shooting is it just a competition though so it doesn't have to be no you can go you can you can can do fun you can shoot for fun okay or you can sign up for competition and shoot competition if you're gonna shoot you might as well sign up for the competition and you can you know yeah post a score so for me i typically i typically don't shoot on sundays Uh um i kind of had to on this one though right so i actually didn't return sunday i was actually i didn't return on sunday i shot for competition thinking maybe i'll return i'll come back sunday and, yeah. and shoot but oh, i thought you had to i thought you had to shoot all three days so you would oh for for math for mount Archie for mount Archie fest no it was all done saturday the oh. competition was all done saturday oh okay so it was saturday morning we shot the 25 target course and then we finished it that afternoon but the one in ely so is saturday the, sunday oh saturday sunday okay. so saturday sunday i shot it saturday thinking maybe i'll drive back up sunday i took my two girls mm-hmm. um and a friend here from town and we we went and shot it and man, we had so much fun shooting. They shot for fun. We walk up a little closer and they had mm-hmm. their bows and they were able to shoot. And I took my target bow and shot and I, I shot really well at that shoot. But what was so fun is they set up a smoker round. When you're talking about shooting next to trees yeah. and everything else, yeah. they they really tested you. They made all the shooters stand back off the line, you know, off down around a corner or something so they couldn't see the stake. Mm-hmm. They called your name. You walked up to the stake and they pointed at the target. And the first target was a was a bedded down deer straight off a, a cliff, straight down. It was only like twenty five yards, but mm-hmm. it was straight down. Uh huh. And so you walk up there, and they say, "You see the target?" And then they say, "Yeah." And they start going ten, nine. Oh no eight. way! They give you ten seconds to oh. draw, guess the yardage, and shoot. If you don't shoot, you get don't get a score. And if you if you don't shoot at all, like if you don't let the arrow go, uh-huh. you're out. Oh, so you have to shoot you have in that to 10 shoot seconds. One arrow. It's a smoke around. So you get one arrow. That arrow breaks your out. So talk Holy about... Holy smokes. Talk about creating a, a scenario for yeah, you. Yeah, A hunting scenario of whatever. You get 10 seconds to draw, guess the yardage, and, and shoot the, the first target. I think everyone got through the first one. There's mm-hmm. some soft dirt behind it. I don't know that everyone hit the target. The arrow made it. Right. Second target, I think, was a, it was a javelina. And they put it in, the, in a hole in a rock. Oh, my God. Oh it'll, really? So you have rock all around it? Rock all around it, and the and it's the javelina is back up. too. It's that's, so it's deceiving to guess the yardage. How far back is it from the hole in the rock? Oh yeah, that's true. So you had to shoot through, and that was really tough. I think that one got like three or four people in my group. Wow. And uh, so wow. and so yeah, they that's really, dirty. That's dirty. You don't <laughs> talk do about, that. <laughs> talk about creating anxiety and trigger. Wow. Punching. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, oh. <laughs> trigger panic. Yeah. You get you get in your shot process quickly. Guess the yardage and, and get in your process quickly and mm-hmm. and start getting that. That rolling going and That's, so but what a great way to build like hunting technique though right yeah. there because if you think about a hunting situation for the most part you have yeah. 10 seconds or less yeah for that shot opportunity so and sometimes you're guessing your yardage too i mean i know yeah. you're like I, like you're probably like me you kind of prepare and figure out where, where everything's yep. at and then hope it lands up in one of those but yeah, a lot of times you're guessing your yardage, so that's perfect hunt yeah, preparation. Exactly. Yeah, and it, it just that's what it does. It creates a scenario. You don't always get to range your, your animal, like you yeah. said, and so that creates that. And it was how, it was really fun. How'd you do on that one? I, I 
did well. Yeah, <laughs> I won that one. I you won, won the smoke around, <laughs> and uh, it was. Dude. I I got all the way to the last target, so that the, the fifth or sixth target was it was a doll sheep, and they put it behind a down log. Uh-huh. A log was down, and all the branches were going up in front of. It. I uh-huh. mean, the, where I thought the twelve ring was, there was a big old branch right through, and I put it right next to that yep. branch and let her fly, and I put it in there, let it, and it it hit my arrow, made it all the way to the last target. The last target was one of those iron maidens. So if you've seen those, it's a metal cutout. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Got foam and holes. Yep. And and I walk up there and they say, "Okay, see the target? Yeah." And there's two of us left at this point. Um, where you can see shoot the twelve, which is up at the top of it, and it's you know Flirting two with or the... three inches, you know, this big. Yeah. And they didn't put it too far out. I think it was only like twenty yards. Oh okay. And and then there's a ten ring that's a little bigger, and then an eight ring that's a little bigger than that. Yeah. And so. They weren't very big in that metal, though. Yeah. They weren't very big. And I, I drew, and I was like, oh, it's like 23 yards. And I shot at the 10 ring, and I hit just above it. I should have just shot it for 20. Oh, man. And I broke my arrow on that one. The guy, the other kid that was with me also broke his arrow on oh, that good. one. He ended up taking second place with a 38, and I scored a 61. Oh, geez. So, <laughs> so you was, dominated. It was, it was fun. It wow. was a, It was a good scenario where you had to guess the yardage. And that's, I feel like in Idaho growing up, that's what set me up for success was we never used rangefinder. You weren't allowed to use a rangefinder um, in any of the competitions. If it was competition, you're shooting and you're shooting unknown. I most of them didn't even have a known class, uh-huh. you know, a known yardage class. Um, and that's and when we did, we were hunting. We never, my dad and I, we never shot the known the known class. We always shot the unknown. Wow. And so I think that's what really helped my scenario out is I've, I've been judging yardage yeah. for a long time. And when I go and do a 3d, I really want to try to, to go unknown. If I'm, if I'm preparing unknown. for a hunt, yeah. um, if I'm preparing to go hunting, I, I want to do an unknown. Yeah. I want to do unknown so that I can, you See, know, hone these that's, skills. That's hard for me we did a triple crown out in, in Colorado and the, the first leg was known. The second leg was unknown. And the third leg was, was again, known. And I struggled in that second leg, not because yeah. I had no idea. And even the guys in my group, you know, we, you know, you're not supposed to, you can't talk about it or anything right. like that. So, right. but I, I would kind of watch them and kind of guess the arrow flight when they would shoot before me. And I'm like, okay, but I, I struggled. Like yeah. I'm, I'm not good at judging distances, I, you know, zero to 40. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah. But once I get past 40, I, I, I struggle. It's, it's. You get something you got to practice. Yeah. And you got to practice it a lot. As soon as you don't do it for a while, and, and that's how archery is. You yeah, don't shoot for say, a while, you you're going to have a bad day. Yeah, I haven't shot for two weeks, and I'm feeling <laughs> nervous, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's only been and two it weeks. goes fast. Yeah. It does. That's how it goes. And so you just got to keep up with it and, and do that. So, I mean, have your range finder, and if you're in out in the field, wherever, find a sagebrush and say, hey, how far is that? Yeah. You know? 26 yards mm-hmm. and then range it and figure it out and just practice that because you never know how how often you're going to be able to pull out your range right. finder when you're hunting and and i guess most people maybe some people think that's unethical maybe they think if you don't range it that's that's unethical but we've been doing it oh for, for a long time thousands of years I, yeah. <laughs> back in the day they didn't range you know range all their animals so right you think yeah. how far technology has come even in the last 15 years 10 when, 15 years when we were kids of course, I was a kid a lot long before you were a kid. But <laughs> when I was a kid, I remember my dad had like this thin, long rangefinder. Like it was like oh, one of the very yeah. first ones that came out, and he thought it bulky. was the cool, yeah, <laughs> big old bulky thing. And 
it didn't work worth beans. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool. But yeah, if you think it, I mean, that wasn't that, I mean, I, I'm not that old. It wasn't that long ago. Maybe, you know, yeah, right. 15, 20 years ago, it's changed right. a lot. That's how we were doing it. Yeah. We were guessing yardage the whole time. Yep. And that's how you were hunting. And so. I don't think it's unethical. No. Uh, I think it's hunting. And if you're, if you've done it a lot, you can, it, you'll be amazed. Uh, people get intimidated by guessing yardage, mm-hmm. but you'll be amazed at how close you can do it after you do even two or three of these archery shoots. Yeah. Go and do two or three of these archery shoots in the spring and, and see how you're doing. By the time you get to June, mm-hmm. you're going to be like, holy cow, yeah. I, I'm better than I've ever been mm-hmm. before shooting archery, guessing yardage, and I'm more prepared for my hunts than I've ever been. That's true. And so, even when I did that second leg of that, that triple crown, even like, so it was 25 targets. And by the time I hit like target 17, 18, I was a whole lot better than even at target one, you know? So even just yep. that same day, I'd already started to, kind of get a judgment of those, those exactly. further distances. I would say by the end of day one, you're going to be feeling a lot more confident in yourself mm-hmm. um, when you go and shoot one of those shoots, and you're forced to do it. Yeah. Don't give up on mm-hmm. it after your first five or ten targets because it's going to be it's going to be a struggle. You're not going to shoot that score that you normally do right. knowing the exact yardage. You're going to have some high and low misses, mm-hmm. and it's okay. Just you're getting better. You say it's okay, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah. It bothers. I'm, I'm very, I like to be very precise. And so yeah. I like to me, like I, with my slider site, you know, 32 and 34, I guess maybe not that much, but like 54 and 56, that's a big difference to me it with is. my slider site. And so I want to make sure that I'm perfect on that site. If it's 56, I want to know it's 56. Cause that to me, that's, you know, that's enough to, that's 12 ring or not yeah. for me. So yeah. And with the heavy arrows that people are shooting nowadays, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big miss if you don't get that rangefinder. And whenever you can, obviously, when you're oh, shooting yeah. an animal, definitely hit that animal. If range you can. It, make a good shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's ideal. But you know what? Two out of the four animals I shot last year with my bow, I didn't get didn't to range them. You know? Oh. I didn't get to. You know? So luckily, you they were animals with your close. bow? You killed your... the Okay, so your deer here, so, your deer out there, your elk here. So, yeah. The deer in, in Nevada... So the deer in, in Utah, Utah, my elk in Utah. Well, I guess, and I shot at another buck, the the one oh, I, yeah. that we yeah. ended up getting killed by someone else. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> that, that, and that's the one, I ranged that one. I was that was and one so, that you ranged. <laughs> I ranged him, and he ducked the arrow and got Let's hit. Let's be honest, you didn't need to range your elk. So, so, so yeah, the elk was close enough. I really didn't need to. Eight uh, yards. Yeah. You're all right. Just yeah. put one of the, one of the pins there. <laughs> right, my Utah buck. I mean, he was 65 yards, and and that yeah, was the best shot I made. So, did you range that one? So that one, I had ranged the hill behind him, and uh-huh. he came a lot closer. Mm. And it was like 85 yards, and he came a lot closer. So I still had to guess. Yeah, I had an idea. Yeah, on that one, but you don't always. Yeah, you still have to figure that stuff out. Yeah, and, and 20 yards at that distance is that's a big deal. Yeah, that's a huge difference. Yeah. So if you can if you can do that and tell the difference between 85 and 65. Yeah, that, that's, that could be the difference between right. you bringing home a, a set of antlers and not. Right, and it's just doing a couple of those shoots. If 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 someone hasn't shot those shoots, it's going to make you so much oh, yeah. more proficient, so mm-hmm. such a better hunter, and just give you more, much more confidence going into the field. Dude, that's I, I feel like that. So I've, I'm beginning, I've been getting into golf lately, and it, I, it's all about confidence. Like yep. archery and golf are so similar. Like if you have confidence, you step up to with that club and that ball and you hit it, it it's totally different than if you don't have the confidence. 
Same with a bow. If you can step up and have confidence that, hey, I've done this this many times. I've made this exact shot a hundred times. It's easy, yep. you know, totally different for you. you. You perform so differently. Yeah, that's a perfect analogy because you have someone that's used the same golf clubs for a long time and mm -hmm. they're, they're golfing and they get used to them and everything yep. else. There's a lot of technology coming out with the bows now. Mm -hmm. And, man, they're nice. But you know what? If you have a bow that you've shot for five years, some and of those are the best shooters. Yeah. And if you look at some of the target shooters, a lot of them are shooting three and four year old bows. Oh no way! Oh yeah, yeah. They've got a bow that just had the right specs, shoots well, right, and they'll shoot the same bow for for a lot of years. And once yeah. you get the confidence, it's it's kind of a a lot of people are like, gosh, you got to get the new technology. Right, uh, you got to right. get the yeah. new greatest. I want to just know that it's it's five more you know feet per second. I want that five more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. And and whether it be speed or whatever it is that that works for you. The technology yeah. is phenomenal in these bows. And it was four or five years ago. Yeah. I mean, they're still, they're still killing stuff. And my bow is two years old. And actually, I don't know that it's that much different than, than the newer. It's a Matthews, you know, VXR and, or is it? Yeah. VXR. What's the new one that they just came out with? The VX three or the, v they're all been in those same names, so they're <laughs> yeah. screwing with me a little bit. V three and then the V three X. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yep. <laughs> so, but and I've been looking at it. There's really not that much difference, but yeah, it's a little bit faster, or it's a little bit lighter, yeah. or the accessories a little weight. tighter yep. to the bow. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, what's your thoughts on the carbon bows? They're awesome. I've I've looked at them. I shot the RX seven this uh, year. Oh, you did? Hoyt. I shot it. Oh. Um, I went in and shot. I was. I went in and was looking. I, I haven't it, shot. Uh, I shot the RX-5. I haven't shot that 7 yet. Really? Yeah. I think they've made some phenomenal differences on the RX-7 that's got me excited. They I cut hear. the weight. So Hoyt, even though it was carbon, the RX-5s, uh -huh. they were still about as heavy as a oh, lot of the competition aluminum bows. I was going to say, they're just as heavy as my Matthews over there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So they, but they, they were able to cut the weight. They were able to, the, their carbon, they slimmed it way down. Um. Then there, you can see they've got the new, and they had the RX-5. I think it still had the Picatinny stuff. The rail, the yeah, the Picatinny for the mount or and for what, the site. What almost got me, and the only the reason why I, I almost picked up the RX-7 was they changed that grip because um, they, they had it comes back towards you so much yeah. on that grip, and I just I didn't I, like I didn't that. like it as much. Yeah, um, and and. I've been shooting Bowtech. They got a very slim. I love a really mm -hmm. slim, me too, slim grip and and flat. Even Bowtech gives you a piece that you can put on there that brings the 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 grip a little bit back towards you, gives uh -huh. you a little bit sharper angle. A little bit, yeah. I shoot the flat one. Do you really? I shoot yeah. the very flattest one. And, and the RX seven, they cut that angle off a lot. Good. And and man, that RX seven shoots mm -hmm. really really well. I'll have to go shoot it. Um, I'm not buying a new one. I I love my bow. I, <laughs> I'm I'm sold on my bow. I love that thing. But and that's what I was getting at. You don't have to have these things to be good. And if you're shooting your old bow good, yeah, do, man, they're getting expensive. That's another I thing. I want to say it was like eighteen hundred bucks. Yeah, I think it was. yeah, they're expensive. Man, the PSE. If you're really looking for a light carbon bow, I mean, really, what they're for? Mm -hmm. I think it's almost a pound still that it has the Hoyt RX7. I think it's three point oh, really? six. I think it's three point six pounds bare. Um, compared to wow. four point four or four something like that, I yeah. think is what it is. Um, and That's you know what? Lot. I might be, I might be talking because I have I've got such a long draw. I have I would have to have the RX the ultra. The ultra, yeah, the RX seven ultra, and so. When I'm comparing, I I don't know what their 30 inch bow but was. But that's what PSC is all about right now. Is there's so much lighter, you know? That's mm -hmm. what I think. That's where Dudley went, Speed right? He went to Dudley and, and yep. changed that so that it'd be this light 
killing machine. I mean, light, but yet be able to pack a punch. I mean, he's got some of those bows that are like 90-pound bows yep. and super light. Yeah. So I know everybody's raving about the PSEs right now. I I haven't shot. Have you shot the new one? I haven't. I, um, I haven't shot the very newest one. I shot, um, I shot one last year. And I don't know how much they've changed on the PSCs. I haven't been watching them too much. I wasn't too much of a fan of the draw cycle then, um, but man, I'm seeing a lot more people go to it. I need to, I need to check it out and yeah. see where they're at now. But I don't shoot a specific. I, I've been shooting the Botex the last year, two years, and I'm not specific on it anyone. Mm-hmm. I love the grip on the the Botex, and I yeah. love the tunability they have on their on their systems. They're that, they're awesome. That's what I always say. Like. Like, so when I went to buy my bow, you know, they're like, okay, so which which brand do you normally like? I'm like, guys, I I want to shoot whatever whatever fits me. I've been a Hoyt guy my entire life. That's all. Well, yeah, that's all I've owned is, is Hoyt bows um, until this Matthews. And I shot everything. I shot the Bowtech. I shot all of them. And uh, that's when I shot the RX, uh, RX5. And which that was kind of like my second, my number two. But then I shot this Matthews and I was like, holy crap. Like, it I think just like going back to the club, the golf clubs, you find golf clubs that fit you yep. and it's, it's, they're just made for you. I think the same thing with bows. You find, it doesn't matter what the brand is and it can be next year can be a whole different story, but you find that bow that just fits you, fits good in your hand. Yep. You know, it, it makes all the difference in the world. That's it. That's it. And, and that's what I think everyone should, should look at when they're looking at a new bow, mm-hmm. open your mind um, and, and go shoot the most comfortable bow for you and that fits yeah. you. I don't think anyone should tell you, oh, you need to buy a Hoyt. You mm-hmm. need to buy a Matthews. Yeah. You need to buy the certain brand. You need to go in and shoot them. Yep. Go in and shoot them and see what the best is. And I think a lot of these guys, there's some some guys, you look at Dudley, for example, yeah. and yeah, he shoots PSE and strictly PSE, mm-hmm. but you know what? He's setting the bows exactly how he wants them. Exactly. And He's making that bow exactly how he wants it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, and same Cameron Haynes. Yep. Shooting Hoyt. He's been shooting Hoyt for a long time, but you know what? If he wants something done on his Hoyt, he goes to Hoyt and says, this is how I want it done, and this is what is going to make it feel the best for me. Yep. And and they, they get it they done. Make it. And they're the best shooters, you know, that you see, or hunters, or yeah, you whatever. Hear about. They have the best equipment. Yep. Yeah. And so anyone that's getting into archery, go shoot them. Shoot them all. Mm-hmm. See what feels comfortable to you. Maybe you like a big, bigger grip. Maybe yeah. you, you know, maybe a draw cycle looks or feels better to you than, than others, a back wall. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I shot, I, I shot a prime for, for five years and you like man, the prime. I loved it. Really? I loved that it. Was, it. That was that one and the elite were my two. Like I'm don't even, even have you shot an elite before. So yeah, I shot, actually I shot my bowl last year with an elite. Did you really? Yeah. Which, which elite was it? Do you Jim, remember? It was the remedy. Ah, okay. So yeah, I, that, in fact, when I went into the shop, to buy my last bow, that's what I was going at. I was going after the Elite. I was like, oh, yeah, that's they're a little, little bit cheaper price point. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's what I'm going for. And I shot that thing. I was like, mm-mm, take it. Yep. <laughs> I, I hated the back wall on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, I, the the Prime, it would just fall back. And it would kind of, it would hit a hard. Uh-huh. It, you hit a point and it just boom, boom. But, man, I loved I loved that it, it just was sat solid. there. It was solid. Yeah. It was hard to even let forward. And yeah. then when I shot the Elite, I was like, I kind of like that too. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, it was just, it fit. And you could just you could just rest back there. See how, isn't it funny how different yeah. people are? I love it. <laughs> yeah. And and it works, worked for me and, and for others. It, you know, it yeah. is totally custom. You can do whatever you want in yeah. archery and set it up to your, 
Yeah, but you're probably a good enough shooter that it probably doesn't matter what bow you... Uh, you could grab my bow and go shoot it and shoot it well, so... I would say Levi Morgan, you know? Yeah. He could probably pick up any bow. Be yeah, he would probably... Sponsored by him and, and, and still win shoots. Yeah. You know, and, and, and probably do it with any bow. But, you know what? He's going to go to do what is the very best for him and that makes mm-hmm. him better. Every point counts when yeah. you're talking that. There's, the shooters are getting so good. Right. I mean, to see... Bodie Turner come out and win. That's Vegas crazy. Vegas at 16. That is crazy. And, you know, Band. that, that kind of proves it right there and that it's his mental yeah. capacity, his ability to just stay in his shot and mm-hmm. do what his dad has taught at him. 16, to be able to at do 16. that? Man, when he's 25. It'll be phenomenal. That's going to be scary is what it's going to be <laughs> yeah. because at 16, you can still get in your own head quite a bit. Oh, you know, yeah. at 25, you, you, you know, you're finally kind of getting out of that a little bit. And, oh, man, when he's that age. Yeah. Look out. Yeah, and that's exactly what his dad has ingrained in him wow. to to just, you've done this a million times. Yeah. You know, just do yeah. the same shot process every finish time. Finish him. Doesn't, yeah, finish <laughs> him. It doesn't matter if, if you're sitting in the, on the line in Vegas or yeah. if you're in your backyard. If you do the same thing every time over and over, the game of archery is, is cons- yeah. consistency. Yep. If you can do the same thing every time. Maybe you don't have the perfect form yet, mm-hmm. you know, and you're shooting – it's okay. Do the same thing every single time, and you're going to get some results. Yeah. And, yeah, work on your form. Continue to get better and take lessons. If you can find someone yeah. or take Joel Turners or or any of these guys that really are good, good coaches, yeah. and you can get it done right, the sky's the limit in yeah. archery. When is Vegas? When, are you, when is that competition? I think it's in January, typically. January, okay. Um, and you're going to be shooting so it. I'm really debating on doing it this year. Do it. Um, Do I it. need to – man – I, I love archery hunting, but I'm not against picking up a rifle and going hunting. Yeah. <laughs> I still love to pick up tag. Yeah. I, I picked up a tag in Colorado this year, so November I'm going to be gone for a week hunting. Yeah. And I feel I I need to just remember to, once I sight in that rifle and everything else, to make sure I'm picking up that bow and shoot mm-hmm. through the year. And yep. and if I feel I'm prepared to go and do that for the first time, I will. And I, I, I've, I've got to okay it with the wife and, and go spend the, the days down there. But I will. Uh, I, I would love to do that. Yeah. What's the cost to do that? Do you know? I don't know cost. What the entry entry fee is. Um, I'm not I'm not sure on that one. I'm sure it's, they've got a, a little bit pricier because yeah. they've got some better. I mean, well, when you're winning fifty thousand, yeah, exactly. In the open class, and there's other classes that have purses as well. So yeah, it'll be a little bit of money, but to see where you sit against some of the best would be it is the best phenomenal. I mean, and you know the coolest thing about archery is if you go and you sit on, like I said, I was able to shoot with Kyle Douglas. I never talked to him. I was there or anything. Although maybe in your mind they're celebrities, they're everyday people. Oh yeah, and just, they don't act like it. No, there's real when dudes. they're on the line. Yeah, they're just doing everything, and and they'll coach you right there. They'll mm-hmm. tell you things um, that you know what you're doing, or telling you you're doing a great job, or or whatever. And these are, you know, the best at what they do. Yeah, and they're walking the line along with you in, in a shoot like Vegas. That's what we ran into Dudley attack and. It, Total dude, you know. I mean, he yeah. he did kind of have a little bit of a, hey, I'm I'm pretty cool kind of a thing, but he started, you know, just hey, do this, do this, try work like on this course. I, we set it up this way. Make sure you kind of move over to the side and like, yep. just a total dude. Watch you your know? bubble, yeah. Make yeah. sure you're make sure yeah, you're just keeping your eye on these things. Yeah, helping you out with everything. It was it. I love it when, and I, I think that's my one of my favorite things about for the most part in in the hunting world. As I've as I've talked to all these people on podcasts or expos or stuff they're just they're just dudes you know yeah. they're real people i exactly. love it you know i don't think golf would be like that i think that those guys are uh you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they're they're kind of celebrities yeah they are and there's a couple i mean 
Cameron Haynes, the publicity he's getting oh, from his yeah. book is phenomenal. And what he's he's doing is is really awesome. Yeah. Being in the MMA world, Joe Rogan's Joe friend Rogan's, and, yeah, and all these. He's, he's, he's at a different level he is. Of, of publicity in mm-hmm. the archery world. Good for him, though, too. Though I, I love that he's bringing that much it's publicity. It's good to, for us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's really good for us because people can yeah. see that he is a real person, but he also is a bow hunter. Exactly. You know? we're, we're not rednecks out there doing stupid stuff sometimes right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly and that's what's cool about it is he's up front i'm a bow hunter that's yeah. what i do i'm a bow hunter and and that's you know that's who i am mm-hmm. that's what i am and if he's if you ask him what his job is yeah he does have his nine to five and he uh, he has it but he's a bow hunter that's, yeah that's his and obviously that's probably where he's making his more money he's made it there and it's awesome yeah it's totally awesome and when he reaches out to somebody that's never been into the into archery or like anything Joe like that. Yeah. Like Joe Rogan yeah, or others. He can really make a big impact on, on our, on archery. Yeah. I, I love seeing what he's, I know a lot of people hate on him and, and I, I don't get it. I, I think in our world, you shouldn't hate on anybody. You know, I, there's no reason for it. There's no place for it in this industry, but yeah, I, I, I think he's awesome. I think what he's doing for the, for the world of bow hunting, for hunting in general is wonderful. Especially right. coming from where he comes from, too. Come from Oregon, you know, where it's very uh, right liberal. <laughs> yeah, liberal. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. For, for him to come from there and make that big of an impact yeah, in the world, and I'm glad to see his book is taking off. Like, yeah, yeah I'm only about halfway through it, but yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, and I think these people that are on the fence that have never hunted or done anything like that are going to now see that, mm-hmm. and and it's going to be cool. Yeah, he lives in a demographic of of. Democrats yeah. and stuff. And he's going to be able to have some influence on them. And, and they're going to say, okay, you know, maybe you're not that bad. You're mm-hmm. not that bad of a guy Yeah, and everything, especially to see the hard, you know, childhood he had and everything mm-hmm. else. He says, I didn't realize nobody he had such cared. a hard childhood. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was rough, man. Yeah. For him to come out of that the way he did. I mean, kudos to him. Right. Eesh. Yeah. It took a lot. Yeah. And he deserves all the success he has mm-hmm. when you have someone that works that hard and, and there's people that, are jealous of it. Yeah. They they really are, and it's easy. They think on social media. You see someone on social media, and yeah, maybe that is their highlights. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is stuff that's going on that's that's good in their world. And he does. When you see him, he is smiling with a yeah. bow in his hand, and he's shooting. That's that's when I'm the happiest too. Isn't it though? <laughs> that's when I'm the happiest too. When I got a bow in my hand and I'm shooting. Yeah. You know, and and doing that, and yeah, that's what we see mostly. Yeah. You don't know what what's going on in someone else's world, and it's not all sunshine got, and rainbows. Mm-mm. There's all everybody has something going on in their life that, right. that's hard, but right. And it may look like it, his life's perfect and everything, and I'm sure it's good now. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you, and you, if you read his book, he's had some heartache. He's oh, yeah. had some serious heartache. Yeah. Um, whether it be family life or or friends or or whatever it is, but um, we all go through that. Mm-hmm. We all have death in our lives, and we all have have things that go on and it's the way we we react to how those you scenarios, how you respond to those scenarios mm-hmm. um, that do that. Yep, absolutely. So, well, and, and finding things in your life that make you happy too. That's yep. why I love hunting, you know, because yep. no matter what junk is going on in, in life, there's, there's always a couple things in my life that I can find that really bring happiness. Church, obviously, family, yep. obviously, but like you said, when I've got a bow in my hand, I'm shooting my, my bow in the backyard or, or actually hunting. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm. You can't find a happier person on yeah. earth. <laughs> you find a tag. You get a tag in your pocket, and all of a sudden you're getting excitement for that yeah. for that hunt or whatever it is. 
So what tags do you have this? So you have your limited entry tag this year. So yeah, your Colorado I got tag. Uh, I got third season third tag, season right? rifle tag. Yeah, um, I also drew a general tag for Montana uh, elk. Really? So yeah, yeah I've what got are the a, dates on that. Um, I think it's September third through like the middle of October. You can hunt with a bow, oh, wow. and then you can go back in at the end of October into November and hunt with a rifle. Oh, so. Um, <laughs> With as much time, I, I didn't, when I put in for that, I didn't yeah. expect the limited entry tag. And so I'm putting a lot of my resources and, 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 um, and the money I have, into <laughs> my budget into the limited entry hunt yeah. that I have. And so I don't know how much time I'm going to be able to spend on that. They took your points mm-hmm. anyways. I could get a little bit of a refund, but I, I'm kind of still hoping to get out. Yeah. Where it's, it's an archery and a rifle. Yeah. That, that much time, you should be able to get out a couple weekends and spend some yeah. time up there. Yep. I've got a, I've got an over-the-counter archery tag still. I hunted a little bit in January this year in Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona. Yeah, the deer tag. I took some friends down there, and we had a good time in January. Nice. I still got that tag, and where they went to quotas, I'm not going to be able to hunt in, in August, um, in September, but right. um, they've got some hunts at the end of Dece- in December, December yeah. as long as the quotas. They've got, have you seen their quota system yeah. now? Mm-hmm. So, what do you yeah. think about that new quota system? I. You know, it allows people to get out and hunt still. It does. Um, it's got its pros and cons. Yeah. With everything. I guess I, I do like, I, I really hadn't really thought much about it, that side of it. Like it does get more people the op- opportunity to get out and hunt, mm-hmm. especially for people that don't, don't have a tag. Right. But I don't know. I, I wonder how fast that quota is going to be met. Yeah. And you know, if there still will be able to be, you know, hunting in December, like there always right. has been. And, you know? and I might not even get the opportunity to go back out on this hunt and we'll, I think we'll see how it goes, but I like it in the sense that now it's not all draw. Yeah. Because I think the other talk, if it wasn't quota, was was t- centered all to a draw. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't want that and either. So, so yeah, <laughs> I I look at it and go, okay, something has to happen. They can't keep killing as many deer on the landscape right. as as they've been doing. They got to cut back somehow. And I don't know. I, I guess I try to look at the positive of everything. If if the the hunt I have is gone and I can't go hunt the units I know, maybe it's an opportunity to go spread my wings and go find another unit to hunt. Yeah, that's true. And uh, and go have an adventure with friends somewhere else and, and see. Say, just not know, I've never hunted out. coos deer. So that's, I, was, I was thinking about that. Have you? I was going to ask you if you ever hunted coos deer. I, I, little ghosts. I did go down by by Tucson and hunted a little bit, and then I found a really wide. He was a willowy buck three by four, a little bit broken, chasing does. And, but he was, he was 30 inches wide and I ended oh, up wow. chasing, I ended up chasing him for a day or two and, uh-huh. and I didn't get back up after coos deer. So I never, I've never hunt. I was in coos deer country and I could have hunted coos deer. I never actually, um, glassed a coos deer or actually stocked on a coos deer ever. So we've actually talked about doing that. Well, we, we're going to do it this year. Um, and, instead of doing our, cause we do the Colorado third season, which we mm-hmm. didn't get our tag this year. Um, but with Instead of doing that, we were thought about going down and doing some some coos deer hunting. Uh, Russ yeah. has done it before, and he's like, "Dude, it's so fun to go down there." I've I've never oh, really yeah. thought that they'd be that. I, I'd like to kind of like the antelope. I want to shoot one, to shoot <laughs> yeah. one, but yeah. there's not there's a lot a of little, antler there. There's oh, not a lot of meat there. But they're about the size of a dog. Yeah, I understand. You know, <laughs> there was one at the expo. Did you see the one at the expo right by so, the phone scope uh, booth? I don't know that I saw that one. I Dude, think I did see some, but it, it just itty bitty little things. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> little. Just itty bitty man. So. 
But the pack out's nice. <laughs> That's true. That is true. You can true. shoot a giant coos deer and still yeah. have a nice, easy pack out. That's true. No, and it, the weather's it, it nicer than Colorado. <laughs> it would still be fun to go do. Yeah. With this northern Arizona stuff, though, and, and, and putting in for points, that's what I opt to do. Yeah. Um, I would love to go do it sometime. And maybe yeah. after I, I get my, my archery kayak, I go back to zero point or two points. Yeah. I'll, maybe I'll, I'll throw one and go do one of those. But, um, but yeah, this is close to home. Yeah. I mean, I this say is it's almost not far away. northern Arizona for yeah. us. I put in for those, and there's not, not any coos deer up, up in this, no. uh, above the no, canyon No, you got to go here. down there quite so, a ways to, to get those, but... It'd so, be fun. That's why it would be fun to go do, and I'll yeah. I'll do it eventually, or, or at least go try it on the over the counter stuff. Yeah. There's for oh, sure. Yeah. There's no reason why not to just take a little longer drive. And if my, the quota's met, I still tend to hunt. I hunt south of the Grand Canyon, but uh-huh. a little further north than than where most of the coos deer are. Um, but uh, if those get met, maybe that's a perfect opportunity to run south and yeah. And and go, go do try that. something so different. Try to yeah. look at the positive. Maybe I can go go shoot a coos deer. Oh man, you got a lot of tags in your pocket this year though. That that's good. That's got a good you. feeling. I I've only got so I'm going to Alaska to do that the caribou and uh, blacktail hunt, and then um, I've got my my general my Utah general tag. That's all I've got this year. Yeah. Well, and I'll probably well, like I was talking to you at church the other day was uh, I'll probably do uh, the open bowl. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. You know, we've chased a couple of good bulls yeah. the last couple of years on there. I mean. Um, and if you're going to have your limited entry tag coming up, I know you're, you're probably going to hunt with a rifle. you got enough points. Where I'm at this I many points, I might as well hunt with a rifle. Yeah, you, so. you need to give your best opportunity to kill. They're trying to mill the rut big. usually, too. So Yeah, you got to do that. Who knows how long that'll last. Maybe that'll yeah. change. You never know what could change. But um, I like the open bull for getting us ready for, for these types of yeah. hunts, for, yep. for this hunt. I've been hunting that open bull for the last four years. Wow. Hard. Filled three tags the last yeah. four years, which is, again, going That's back to good. knowing your backyard. Yeah. The open bull in Utah is extremely difficult. In oh, fact, for so non-residents, I wouldn't recommend it. No, no, no. I would no, say no, there's no. so much better opportunity in Go Colorado. to Colorado. <laughs> yeah, go to Colorado. <laughs> there's Colorado. so much more opportunity there. And, and, not, and, and we're not driving people away. Dog. No. It's the animals and, and what there is here. It just That's doesn't it. There's compare. just not the numbers yeah. of, of animals here versus out there. So your odds are so much better out there. Right. But... But like you said, know your backyard. If you know your backyard, you can pro- you can find them. Right. Like you said, you filter your exactly last four it. years. So and we've done it, and and that's those are my tags. Mm-hmm. My my brothers have a couple of my brothers have drawn the youth. Uh, it's not it's on the open bull units, uh-huh. but it's the the youth the tag youth, that yeah. they can hunt in September with a rifle. Yeah, we killed a couple bulls on that nice. on these units. That's that's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And then uh, helped a buddy of mine, or actually my cousin, he killed a. 308 bull really on there yeah he killed a 308 bull with his bow that's um, amazing it was a pretty pretty yeah. six point bull i think you've shown me pictures of that one <laughs> yeah yeah he's he was an awesome bull to be able to kill on an over-the-counter tag in utah and you go and you hunt these hard hard units all of a sudden i'm going to this limited entry unit and i've seen elk everywhere i'm like oh this is awesome <laughs> this is how it's supposed to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah this is cool and then they say numbers are down and they they are they are, they are but you know, it's a better opportunity that I've had for the last little oh, while, yeah. and I feel like it's still a limited entry unit. You're they're the, they're still good quality. It may not right. be San Juan, you right. know, or something like that, but right. limited all limited entry units still have good quality. It just makes yep. takes a little bit of time. I can effort. I can hunt for that that wall hanger for say if you Absolutely. if you want, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I we can go and hunt for a bull that I typically wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. this year, and I'm I'm excited to do that yeah. on the limited entry. 
I'm excited for you too. I'm excited to see uh, what you get, and I'll I'll try to help out as much as I can. Yeah. With you out there. I'd love to have um, you up there. It'd be a lot of fun. I've got a. Let's see. What are the dates on that again? August. August twentieth. It starts. 20. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I think it goes to the seventeenth of September. Yeah. Um, if I'm not mistaken, right I'm in gracious. there. I should be able to. I mean, if you so, uh, if you need spotting, I could definitely come out and spot. Yeah. Quite a bit. So I'll be out there anyways for for Seth and his antelope. I'm hoping we get that. That's that should be cake. Yeah. With what we have, especially if you got another spot yeah. for us to to go after. So I'm, I'm not worried about that one, but I'll be out there anyways. Yeah. To help out. But oh, man, yeah, it's you scour a unit on your limited entry and just give it the best you could mm-hmm. and. and and in the end, if I end up with a 320, 330 bull, that's still bigger than anything I've killed. I was going to say, put and, them on the wall, please. Yeah. If you shoot no, a 330 bull, please I put would. them on the wall. <laughs> I would. That's why, so Jed, that's what Jed's like, if, if he's not 370 above, I'm not putting him on the wall. <laughs> I'm like, so you're telling me you shoot a 360 bull. You're not going to shoulder mount him and put him on the wall. Nope. He'll be a European mount. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, that's crazy. No. Oh, we were out there. And my, my uncle had this tag um, two years ago. And he shot a great bull right mm-hmm. at 360. Great bull, and he's he's getting it mounted. We were chasing a bigger bull. I mean, pushing 400-inch bull. And uh, and we ended up, crazy story, I, I can tell you. It's it's This kid came in, and he started to put pressure on a number two bull. Mm-hmm. And we're like, and he was very easy to find. Did the same thing almost every day. Bedded almost oh, in man. the same places. And I've never seen. Killed. <laughs> he, he was like a mule deer. Yeah. He, typically, yeah. you can pattern a mule deer and do stuff like that. With elk, it's a little bit more difficult. This thing was it was just like hunting a mule deer. Wow. He, he was. We could find him on the same hillside all the time, and he was a great bull, 360. But we had this bull that, that was on camera and everything else, and he's pushing 400. You don't get him oh, on 400 inch. Bulls. Yeah, no, you got to go after that. And so we got to try. Always try. Well, then this kid started putting pressure on this 360 bull. And like, <laughs> maybe, and we hadn't seen the other one show up for a little bit. And mm-hmm. it's like, maybe it's time we go ahead. He got up there, knew exactly where he needed to be. Mm-hmm. That bull came in. He shot him at like 25 yards. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Killed him. Great bull. Can't complain about He's getting that. Mounted. Well, then we start helping this kid. Yeah. We started putting pressure on this bull. And we're like, hey, there's a bigger bull. Yeah. Start hunting. You know, he's coming in here doing this. He ended up killing him. Oh, he did? He killed him. Yeah, he ended up. He says, in fact, the the story I got from him, I wasn't in camp at the time. He says, we, we were sending him up to the tree stand where we mm. were seeing this bull at. And he got up there late. It's a, it's a spot that's pretty known. Mm-hmm. And there was a deer hunter that beat him in there because mm-hmm. the deer hunt's going on at the same time. Right. Deer hunter beat him up in there on the water hole. Oh, and so he went back to his truck, jumped in his truck going down the road. That bull ran across the road in front of him. No and, way. Into a big flat. It ran into this big sagebrush flat, and there was a row of trees going down through the bottom. It was going down this hill. He ran into those trees, ran down the tree line, got in front of that bull, and that bull came at like 36, 37 yards. Oh, my god! And he smoked that that big 400 bull. And the reason why I brought that up is he Europeaned him. He did? <laughs> European mounted a that bull. A 400-inch bull? He says his wife said, no, he's not going in the house. So he European him and put him in the garage. I was like, honey, yeah. <laughs> You don't, I know. you don't understand here. <laughs> yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. He's a very pretty bull. I, I'll have to get you pictures of him. Yeah. He's, he's a really big bull. I don't know if he, he quite broke 400, but he's a big 6x7 bull. All of his points are long, main beams, long yeah. main beams. When I say 400 pretty. bull, if you're 390, you're a 400 bull. That, <laughs> yeah. If I shot a 390, I'd tell everybody it was yeah. a 400 bull. Yeah, so. he was, he's big. Wow, he was big. and you wrote it. So he wrote him. So that makes me like that's almost unethical in my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, you don't, know, you don't do that. <laughs> me too. No, if, if and 
yeah, if I shoot a 320, 330 bull, I'll, I'll put him up and, and mount him. And, and yeah. it's still the biggest bull of my I've and those, they don't come every day. No. You well, know? and a lot of it, you know, you don't mount it for, at least I don't. I don't mount anything for the score. I right. Like, I don't write a score on my antler saying, hey, this is what it scored. It's more right. about the experience. Yeah, this I is mean. the limited entry I had in Utah, you know, and, <coughs> yep. and got to do it. And we hunted hard, yep. you know, and it could be whatever the story is. Yep, exactly. Um, you remember the people that were there and the mm-hmm. pack outs and, and all Feelings that stuff. The that come feeling. along with it. I mean, that's what it, it's about. It is. It's special. So. Well, dude, we better wrap this up. We, I, what time is it? So I don't know it's that I ever even told you the story. <laughs> I don't even think I told you the, the <laughs> Boulder story. We started, we were going to tell you my first one in entry, but maybe we can do that another time. I was going to say, want, if you're down, we need to do this more often. Well, so. and I was, while we've been talking, well, let's wrap this up and I want to talk to you a little bit. Okay. Okay. Is that yeah. cool? So anyways, guys, appreciate you listening to the podcast. Um, Hope you like this format. This is this has been a lot of fun. You know, yeah. chatting, visiting, yeah. talk, talking, talking, talking hunting, stories. Yeah, this is what this is, this is fun. Yeah, so can't go wrong. Anyways, we'll see you guys on the next one. Appreciate you having me. Yep, no problem. Man.